0: Hey guys, welcome back to the No Holds Barred Network with another episode of Under the Ropes. I'm your host as always, the queen of the indies, Tiffany. And uh, I figured, you know, we got this big month of October heading up that i had to start bringing some more h2o peeps on so we got jimmy lion aka chando what's going on
1: nothing i'm trying to make my cat not jump in front of me right now so i'm literally laying in bed with two cats on top (laughs) of me wondering what i did with 34 years of my life oh
0: jesus it's one of those... uh Failed
1: out of community college, that's one thing.
0: <laughs> it's going to be one of those type of episodes today, I feel like, but we like that around here over on the No Holds Bar Network, so... Uh... Just like,
1: uncomfortably honest, it's like, yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, so... Sometimes you fail upwards, and that's <laughs> what I...
0: I love it. I love it. Uh, guys, if you're new here to the no Holds Bar Network with the Under the Rope Series, here I interview everything independent wrestling, whether it's wrestlers, promoters, uh, referees, behind the scenes, anything independent wrestling, I got you covered. Uh, if you have questions for Chando, please feel free to ask uh, Ask them in the chat. I'm sure he'll be more than happy to answer them. I don't
1: think they're going to. I'm not that po- popular.
0: Really? Oh, stop I'm not, it. I'm not that popular. You never know. I mean, we already got people going on in the chat, so uh here, let's but see. It. You know,
1: really friggin' weird.
0: <laughs> Why? Don't say that.
1: You know what I did on Friday night? What did you do on Friday night? I, a thirty-four-year-old male taxpayer, <laughs> homeowner, um, went to uh, the local carnival up the street of my school. Uh-huh. And uh, my my friend asked me, okay, so I, I did this match with Alice Cologne, had a bunch of glass in my back. His girlfriend's a nurse. I've known this guy since kindergarten. Um, he calls me up. He was watching on IWTV and he says, Hey, uh, you okay? It's like, Yeah, I'm just getting home. It's like one in the morning. It, I'm just getting home, you know, trying to get all this blood out of my hair, yada, 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 trying to get this glass in my back. So, well, you want to come over? She's a nurse. She can patch you up. Okay. So, I bring super glue. I bring this wrap. They're patching me up, and somehow in between him patching me up and her making us Singapore noodles and all that stuff, uh, which she makes really, really, really good. Um, uh, he got the idea hey let's go up to this carnival you know ne- next weekend let's let's like pregame and all that stuff no one ever invites me and that stuff I was never invited to parties in high school so I don't know what proper pregaming is so I get there uh, he's drinking like three beers and she's not there yet and uh, I get there and I'm doing shots of this 192 proof alcohol thing Oh, <laughs> this is fine it's uh, 96% uh, by volume it's called spiritu uh, will send you to the fucking moon. Uh, it's it's insane. <laughs> um, apparently, after I did four shots, I thought it was a good idea to do two more because whatever, my judgment was lapsed. And I went up there beyond fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying all my old teachers, and, and it's the thing, like, I start doing it, and it's one of those alcohols that make your face warm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, like like Everclear and stuff like that. Like, I, I'll, I'll drink Everclear. Uh, Not because, oh, it's cool, but it's because if I'm drinking liquor, I'm not doing it for the taste. I'm doing it to get messed up, so might as well do it in as little bit as as possible. So I'm up there, you know, my old grade school. I'm there. I'm this bearded, long-haired, fucking mess. I got cuts all over me, and I'm plastered trying to avoid my middle school teachers. It was very awkward the entire time. (laughs) And I have a camera, and I, I, I apparently hit record, and I have the entire... trip. Apparently, I was fine. Like, I didn't do anything bad or whatever. Like I'm I just very polite. I'm the kind of drunk that will hit up a bunch of people be like, because I want you to know I really appreciate you. I love you. You're a really good fucking person. You know, that kind of shit. <laughs> um, but the whole time I was there, I hit record, and my camera's hanging around my neck, and it recorded the entire thing. And I'm too afraid to watch it.
2: <laughs> um,
1: but uh, I forgot what the original point was but uh <laughs> that that is uh, how i you That's, know you spend your friday night and, yeah the week before i was wrestling in glass and you know week after i was making a fool of myself at the local carnival oh. at the local grade school carnival
0: uh <laughs> let me give some love to this chat captain dave's in the chat what's going on uh mike fix Th- uh, in the chat he goes jimmy and then he said f you jimmy uh wilbert he goes i love these episodes thank you and then yeah he's jimmy said he's resting he's resting your feet yeah uh great harry shout out to you he goes what a surprise he's laying down <laughs> he
1: knew i was like jackass <laughs> Um, you're... oh god, I just realized you can see my face on this.
0: Yes! Oh,
1: I can't see yours because yours, yours is all blocked out. Yes,
0: oh, my... I'm
1: like <laughs> Shaved my homeless. My... See, it doesn't grow in, like, right here. Like, it's very patchy. Like, right here, there's a spot, and some spots <laughs> right here. Like, you, clearly, I had to actually comb over my beard. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> like, parts of my face just did not grow. If I shave, I look like I'm 16. Just, um... you know, like, a little wrinkly 16-year-old, which is... Very, very unsettling.
0: Well, there we go. So that's like, That's how this kind of episode is clearly gonna go today.
1: I have no hair right in the middle
0: either. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all mean. right. Let's 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 start off for fans that maybe listening in or listening later in our audio. We love you guys on the audio that catch so this catchy. later. Let's 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 go back to basic because I like to start off with every interview like this for people that might not know you.
1: But oh, not drunk at the fair. Yes, okay. not
0: drunk at the fair for people yeah. who actually want to know wrestling Chanda. Okay, how about that? So, we want to know, why? like, what do you mean, why? It's so jeez. <laughs> because we want to know, okay? Uh, All right, yeah. so, so let's start. How did you get into professional wrestling? And don't tell me because of the beard or whatever like that.
1: No, 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 no. Uh, I uh, actually asked J about wrestling schools to go to, you know, the ring announcer, commentator, mm-hmm. extraordinaire for mm-hmm. every fucking company uh mlj and he hooked me up with this uh wrestling company that was like about an hour away from my house in little egg harbor new jersey uh people are gonna find my house and break in now um, and uh he uh hooked me up with the force one pro wrestling academy and uh, i started there and uh yeah so that, that's pretty and that was january 2011 because i've been doing this for almost 11 years which is really weird to think about um, I've been mm-hmm. wrestling almost as long as I went to community college for. So that's, oh, wow. that's always good.
0: So we have to ask like, where did the nickname Chando come from?
1: Oh, it's easy. I'm a madman Pondo mark. Like even when I was a kid, <laughs> uh, the, the first thing I ever saw was him and CZW jumping off a he with light tube straps. on, And I thought, Oh, that's really, really cool. <laughs> so we started backyard wrestling,
2: uh-huh.
1: uh, as you do in the early nineties or late nineties to early two thousands. <laughs> And um, we actually had the cops called on us. Uh, we uh, uh, in all of our math classes, they had them make an announcement that if you attended one of our backyard wrestling shows, you would be arrested. We're in eighth grade. We're shitting our pants. Um, and we're just like, we're sorry. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I was just a big man, Pondo Mark still am. Um, and uh, so when we came with our backyard wrestling character, let's see. My first backyard, this is so embarrassing, but fuck it. Uh, <laughs> my first backyard wrestling character was Taboo. And now, like, ooh, you shouldn't talk about that. Like, a will rip off a of Saboo. It was stupid. Uh, <laughs> second one was Barbed Wire Bart. Because mm-hmm. c- I thought it sounded enough like Cactus Jack, and it was even more stupid. And then the third one, I, I, I decided to be Sad Man Chondo instead of Mad Man Pondo, because <laughs> why the fuck not? Uh, and instead of having it being like, can't stop Pondo, I had a yield sign, which mm. said can't yield Chando, which makes no fucking sense. <laughs> like you can't stop for him if he's got the right of way, but you should, like, it, it makes no no sense. Mm. Um, but ever since I was like 13 or 14, uh, people have just been calling me Chondo ever since. So uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much uh, how I got that nickname. Okay. From back cool. to the wrestling and people... Have been calling me that for like longer than they've been calling me my actual name, which is Chad.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, that's cool, that's cool. Wanted to learn a little bit about that. Uh, So let's talk about it because it's still fresh. All right, let's talk off right off the bat. Uh, The carnival
1: was fucking amazing. Let me tell you. Did you have funnel cake? I had four funnel cake. Yes! All right. Four $5 funnel cake. That's it. I drunkenly (laughs) ate them in front of my old classroom.
0: (laughs) This interview's over. Sorry, guys. You know, that's it. That's all you get. We learned about funnel cake. No, I'm only kidding.
1: I <laughs> was fucked up. Um,
0: no, but let's... So let's, fucked up. <laughs> let's talk. Hustle- I could Mania. not have
1: passed eighth grade again. <laughs> I was so fucked up. Or kindergarten. <laughs> you could I ask me to say the alphabet forward or just say a letter from the alphabet? I would have been like this and just fallen down. I was fucked up. But... <laughs> I'm a loving drunk, so. But sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> ask your question.
0: All right. All you right. want to
1: interview me? That's, this is on you, whatever happens.
0: Oh, Jesus. All right, now, I want to talk Hustle Hustlemania 4. I want to talk about this huge build that we've had between you and Alex Cologne that you've been watching this match for a long time. And we finally... Yeah, Alex
1: used to beat the... I told you I used to go to the Force One Wrestling Academy. Let's see. Uh, my trainers were... RV1, Mm -hmm. who's like, still to this day, I say the best wrestler you've never heard of. Mm -hmm. He's really, really good, but you know, he stopped early and um, he uh, uh, was about to get a bunch of shots with Dragon Gate, but he just, you know, got married and all this other stuff. Uh, Johnny Calzone, uh, Joe Gacy, Sammy Callahan, and uh, yeah, those were the main trainers there. Well, uh, Alex would always show up with Sammy, which was the Thursday classes, and then show up with um, Gacy. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I would mess up, which was a lot, because I used to say a lot of things I shouldn't, uh, that's gotten me into trouble a lot. Um, and I kept doing it until about 2017. Uh, it, Alex was one of the people that's like, "Okay, do your fucking squats, do your laps, do everything. We're gonna kick the shit out of you." I was like, <laughs> "Okay, fine. I fucked up." Uh, so yeah, I wanted to do that match for a while,
0: but it just like opened up. It was hot right like this is like
1: yeah well i just want to say and um in wrestling you're always taught like okay pace out a show Mm -hmm. you know you don't want to do all this stuff in the first match and you don't want to do all this stuff you know you want to pace it out and then build to a main event like Mm -hmm. you know i just want to say i hit a top rope canadian destroyer onto light tubes in the first fucking match i'm a piece of shit
0: you did it's so i was like i'm
1: sorry it's so there was still nuts. glass in the ring by the end of the night by the by the end by undiscovered that monday there were still little pieces of glass which is why i took a picture of the ring uh screen capture from iwtv and posted it online like and that was half joking half legit to anybody and, and i had the caption to anybody that had to wrestle after me on saturday night my bad.
0: Like, sorry. <laughs> I love the fact that, like, that I was sitting back there. I was doing my, uh, hey, kitty. I was seeing, uh, you know, all everything going on as I was uh, filming for the Nahold's no Bar Network, all, like, backstage stuff. And it was, like, really cool to watch people putting together weapons. Um, so yeah, I, super- I got
1: there and found most of those r- weapons. Like, I was, <laughs> uh, so uh, I like to uh, sip wine. A little bit. I I have a nice little box wine collection. Mm -hmm. Um, Originally, we were supposed to do a staple. Well, okay. So this all started back at at uh, Hardcore Kingdom Five. Uh, This is completely true. I got to the building that day and saw Alex. Like, as oh, what are you doing here? Are you here to wrestle Atticus? Because I thought you know, like uh, Homicide wasn't able to do it. So Mm -hmm. okay, Alex is here, and he just looks at me and he's like, nope. And he stared at me. I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> uh, he legitimately showed up and surprised me at, like that wasn't a, a work or anything like that. He showed up and surprised me at, at Hustlemania or, uh, hardcore kingdom. Mm-hmm. And we had the match. Right. Eric Ryan is legit. Stabbed me in the head with the fucking fork, which isn't pleasant, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I've had worse. Um, and then he grabs the mic and legit calls me out to a one-on-one match. I have no idea about any of this shit. Uh, <laughs> He starts talking to Matt. and We were going to do it the next month, mm-hmm. uh, the anniversary show. And Alex asked Matt for a staple gun match. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, you know, uh, let's do it. It'll be fun. You know. Um, and then uh, Alex at Masters of Pain, I believe it was, uh, either dislocated yeah. his thumb or did something where where it's like uh, my hand is fucked up and I just don't want to risk it and I hope you understand and you know he hit me up and and was just very honestly you know we'll do the match in the future it's like, okay cool no problem and I've known Alex like like I said like since January 2011 so I'll hit him up every once in a while just talking to him earlier today you know right, right. Um, uh, scary as hell guy but really really good guy you know <laughs> um, uh, so Uh, A couple months go by, and Matt's like, okay, go out there and call out Alex for a match. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, So I called him out for a match, said, oh, I don't want a staple gun match. I want a death match. And then, like two days later, maybe it was a week later, uh, I was drinking a little bit of red wine from a box, um, Franzia, which is my brand. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if you can't drink box wine on a weekday, you know, what else can you do? (laughs) Um, And I was like, and I made a post online saying to fans, like, I want you to bring me as many fucking light tubes as you want. And uh, I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have fucking done that. Because <laughs> I didn't ask anybody about that. And then um, I see Alex at uh, Sean Henderson's show the week before. He's like, yeah, we're not doing a staple gun match anymore. It's like, we're done. I was like, no, we're doing a light tube death match. <laughs> Motherfucker, what did I do? And I completely blame the fucking wine, which is. What made me do it? It's like, it seemed like a good post to, like, oh, I'm going to get people to bring light tubes. It'll be fun. We'll do this. And then it's like, oh, God, now I'm doing an entire light tube deathmatch because <laughs> because I made one bad drunk post. And I'm not an alcoholic. You know, like, I, before that, I want you to know, I haven't drank in, like, a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. um, uh, But I was like, oh, shit. Now I got to do a light tube deathmatch. But I wanted to do it anyway. Yeah. But, you know, so I get there. I figure we're going to have, like, maybe, like, 15, 20 light tubes, like, no, they got a, they got a giant, uh, they got the, the giant light tube, right, you know, mm-hmm. fan, they got bundles, they got an entire box, they're lining the ropes, I'm like, okay, let's do this, right, <laughs> um, sure. Matt's like, hey, you can plug this one in, i like, okay, let's do it, so, uh, yeah, then we had the match, and, uh, you know, I don't know if you know this about me, but, uh, I have horrific anxiety, like, straight up, like, I have panic attacks before matches,
0: I, uh. Um, i seen, seen that with yeah. you this this
1: weekend. Yeah. You know? Well, uh, yeah. Like, and, and again, I've known Ash for a very long time. And mm-hmm. I everyone's like, Alex will take care of you. You'll be fine. It's like, I know, I know. But still. Yeah. I, I just I throw up. Like the night before I wrestled it. Nikki, I was throwing up all night. I was so nervous. And then I had the match. And she's like the nicest person to ever criminally, like criminally assaulting. Like she's super fucking nice. And the match went really good. Right. Same thing with Alex. Like throwing up. I was all nervous the night before. Everything went fine.
0: No, that was great.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But uh, we get there and I see all this stuff and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to fucking die. What did I do? (laughs) I should put down the box wine, you know, like, but apparently everything went good. So, you know, happy. But that's the most light tubes I've ever done and uh they were awful
0: (laughs) it's crazy to see what goes into the ring uh so it's like between tvs going in there it's like i never know what's gonna pop up. oh i brought that (laughs) wait can we talk that good for me can we like shout out to the fans that brought more light tubes for this match
1: they brought a hundred someone had uh jimmy it was jimmy yeah, Jimmy, uh, I Riley, a gift card for $100 or $150, and mm-hmm. they brought four boxes of 30 light tubes, which is 120 light tubes. I'm like, oh, I don't think we're going to use all that. So um, I thanked them, and I asked them, you know, would it be cool? Or I told them, like, yeah, it's cool, you know. And we did use their their light tubes, but yeah. we're saving the majority of those for the Tremont Deathmatch right. tournament on the 30th. So, you yeah. know.
0: That's Thank good. You guys. Oh, you guys yeah. are great. Well, I mean, I'm gonna go back to that, but let me just like piggyback off of the chat right now. Uh, so Papa G's in the chat. He goes, "Thanks for the house, Chando."
1: Yeah, he's a massive piece of shit. I don't <laughs> care if it's his birthday he's Like That guy can go fuck himself.
0: <laughs> well, happy birthday. Um, Chris says Chando is a piece of shit. There's like 90 cats there, and Mark Angel is better. Damn, damn, that's terrible. And then he said, drinks like a soccer mom who disappoints. <laughs> disapp- I do. Damn, you guys are. I do. You guys I used are to be awful. hot in the 70s, you know. You guys are awful. Oh my goodness. So let's go back. Let's talk. We like Again, we have this big month coming up for H2O. Um, and I'm like very big, obviously, on H2O. And I'm so excited for the end of the month. Let me pull up these. Um, <clears throat> I have all the posters here for you guys. So it's a weekend. If you guys aren't planning to come, Come, come on down! Like tickets are really still available. Weekend. It's it's nuts. There's a hotel not too far from there that's pretty cheap, um, so you can check that definitely out. So you got Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Sunday's not obviously at the H2O building, um, which is gonna be crazy. So it's gonna be in Trenton, New Jersey. Uh, yeah. And if you're not gonna be able to make it, definitely, definitely use IWTV to watch all these these amazing, amazing shows. But You were the second one announced for Tremont's Deathmatch tournament.
1: Yeah, uh, I got to the back uh, for the match, or after the match. I was like, I just got hit in the head with a TV and choked at by a very angry man with a beard. (laughs) 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 And he likes me, so, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, Imagine if he hated me. Um, (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I got to the back, and I was like, stay right there. It's like, what? Okay. I think I'm I'm concussed. Okay, let's go out. Um, and then he pulls me by the shirt and he's like, you're in the train of my Deathmatch tournament. He's like, oh, that's cool.
2: <laughs> like, you
1: see the look on my face, I'm like, oh. That's cool. All right then. That's cool. And then I, I, I walk in the back and I'm just like, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> and I sat down.
0: Uh, that's awesome. So definitely looking forward to that. Is there anything that like the fans should expect from you in this Deathmatch tournament? <laughs>
1: a lot of terror in my eyes.
0: <laughs> Is there anybody in your mind that like, you have thoughts of? Uh...
1: Everybody. Everybody's <laughs> going to hurt me. Damn. No confidence? The first, uh, the first four people announced are me, Neil Diamond Cutter, yeah. who shoved a gust of plate in my feet and beat the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Kennedy Copeland, who, it was a charity show yes. and she hit me with an exploding bat. Yes. <laughs> and Mickey Knuckles, who uh, shoved a gusset plate somehow diagonally in my forehead, and then uh, made me eat a plunger? So uh, it, it's all—it's a murderous row. Of people who have tried to literally murder me. So uh, yeah.
0: So, but yes, like, what? Happen- my chances are high. No, but what happens if you win this? And uh, you know, Harry's in I'll the chat. I'll shit.
1: What happens?
0: Y- he goes, oh, "You're gonna shit." <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll shit. It's like no
0: shit. Like, oh, you don't fucking say. <laughs> Harry said, I hope Chando wins that tournament. He deserves a break after he has some things broken over his head.
1: Yeah, no, I'm going to shit right in the middle of the ring. Like, oh, well,
0: what do you know? I gave you guys so much credit that you guys get into the ring and you take all these light tubes and glass and barbed wire. Uh, Like, yeah, yeah. I can only imagine. I mean, I've had Alex Colota on the podcast before. We talked about it. uh, Or invites another one that we talked about, like the shower after of light tubes and all that fun stuff
1: (laughs) oh yeah well after my match with alex uh i uh i fell asleep as one does um (laughs) and then i woke up and like all my sheets were like stuck to the cuts Mm -hmm. and it was awful because i had to pull them off and everything but it helped because uh, some of the glass came out with it so
0: Mm -hmm. okay all right. Well, it's funny because you brought up that I had these were like my next question. So we're going to start with this one because you brought up Neil Diamond Cutter. If you guys didn't see that interview on down on the robes, definitely go back on the No Holds Bar Network and check that one out. Uh, we talked to him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so last extravaganza anybody that comes on here that's like related to H2O I like to talk about last extravaganza it's such a big moment I feel like for H2O a lot of things happen, happen. you wrestle Neil um, and we watch Matt Tremont retire and it's crazy Matt's coming out of retirement but can we talk a little bit about your match with Neil and you know how it was for you to watch Matt retire
1: uh, we'll watch Matt retire uh I know it was like a very big emotional thing for everybody and it was a big deal. Like, you know, I'm sitting there watching the match and everything and like, he's yelling <laughs> Ricky like, Oh, Grant's still here and everything like that. And like, like I, I was like welling up inside and everything like that. It was a really good match. But afterwards it's like, well, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> you <know? laughs> like, uh, but it was such a good fucking match. Yeah. Um, and, and Matt made a good statement. He hit what, like one or two moves, you know? So yeah. That's what I hate about death matches. The people that do them just to be like, okay, let's let's do this, 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 and then triple jump and then whatever, yada yada yada, smash light tubes, whatever. Those are cool, and I really do like those. Mm-hmm. But I'm not shitting on those. But the people that will only do those and shit on doing a story in a death match, like, why do you like the movie Die Hard? You know, other than Carl Winslow, you uh, you care about John McClane, like right. he's a, you know. He's just a normal guy. You care about him, like uh, you care about him cutting up his feet and everything like that. Sure, the other stuff is cool, but you're more emotionally invested when you care about, you know, the character. Of course. Like, uh, you know, otherwise you just have, well, I don't know, fucking Transformers Six, where it's just people, you know, blowing up cars and shit like that for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, it means so much more when you actually have a story and care. Mm-hmm. But yeah. The other stuff's cool too, but also I can't do the other stuff, so. You know,
0: that's <laughs>
1: That's maybe why I'm shitting on it.
0: Um, <laughs> no, I like, but, I like um, the, the whole death badge, but I, I feel you. Like, I like that storyline build to it, unless you're doing a tournament. Then it makes complete sense, you know? Like...
1: No, no, no. You can, you can do that stuff, you mm-hmm. know, uh, with and have a story in a tournament. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, a story isn't necessary. Uh, just like, you know, a story it is necessary to death matches like i prefer the stories of death matches right but you can do them without them you know mm-hmm. but they to me i don't think they mean as much emotionally they're just kind of i don't want to say stunt shows because that's not true but um i don't know just, just a death match without a story just kind of feels to me can be cool to watch but it feels a little heartless
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know uh that being said, like you mentioned tournaments, um,
2: Right.
1: Uh, I think, you know, inherently there is a story in, in tournaments, even like, uh, uh, you know, political views aside, uh, I grew up a huge fan of Necro Butcher, uh, and the one thing about Necro and his, you know, deathmatch tournaments, he killed himself, whether it was the first round, second round, third round, fourth round, whatever. Yeah. He wrestled every single match like it was a final right um and uh it the story then evolved into just this guy you know doing all this random stuff to by the end of the tournament oh this guy's killed himself like we're gonna root for him because like we want to see if he can you know pull off the rocky thing right and, and make it through um but i forgot the point i'm sorry i ran <laughs>
0: no it's no we're just talking about death matches and the oh yeah and... last
1: extravaganza but yeah. going back to all that stuff mm-hmm. uh, so matt had uh told me uh originally matt was like well yeah you'll probably be in the tournament and then matt sat me down you know a couple of weeks before everything was like uh yeah change the plans i'll give you a match you know on night one or night two but you know you're not gonna be in the tournament it's like, okay it's cool uh <laughs> And Matt legitimately asked me. He's like, "What kind of match would you want? Uh, can we do barefoot thumbtack?" He's like, "I mean, we can find someone to do it." And uh, we talked about two names to do it. Uh, one was either Dale Patrick's mm-hmm. or Neil Diamond Cutter. And at the end, uh, we decided on Neil. Mm-hmm. I think it was me that decided on Neil. And I, and I fucking love Dale. I wrestled him earlier this year, and I was so freaked out. Uh, I know I'm taking a Side stuff from the story, but I was so freaked out that I—I uh, I feel like my anxiety ruined the match. And I know if I wrestle him again, I do so much better. But besides the point. Dale's a fucking awesome guy. Uh, but uh, I so we decided to go with Neil, make it barefoot thumbtacks, and I was—you know—I told you I like stories and death matches.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: So my grandmother, who is ninety-three now, uh, her <laughs> actual phone ringing. Or, phone ringtone is Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond.
0: Yes, yeah.
2: So,
1: somehow, through all of that, me and Neil made up a story to where Neil wanted to fuck my grandmom and be my new grandpa, and I'm fighting for my grandmom's honor or some, some shit like that. <laughs> um, which is why, uh, you know, for the people who watch uh, The Last Extravaganza and didn't watch the promos beforehand, might think it's a little weird. But that's why I'm yelling stuff like "You stay away from my grandma, I'm Neil Diamond Cutter, and all that shit." <laughs> um, which, if you haven't watched it, what the fuck am I going on about?
2: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: there's a part in the match where I give him one of the heart, sh- and it was an accident. And I love Neil to death. Um, but someone, I, I give him a shoot headbutt, and I headbutt the fuck out of him. And right before I do, I said, "Don't fuck with my grandma." Boom and uh, again for anybody that wasn't aware of the story going into the match um that's a fucking weird thing to say uh what's even weirder is what i said afterwards where i quieted everybody down everyone's all clapping which is weird because that usually doesn't happen for me and i was like you know what do this match i've come to terms if you want to fuck my grandma and be my new grandpa you can and then i get the fuck out of the ring. <laughs> um yeah that, that's
0: that's, yeah. that's why i feel also like promos are so important too so like you can get people onto the loop so i appreciate even like people that cut promos uh to uh, build up for any you know matches that we're getting well it's funny
1: the one promo i did for that i, I cut a bunch mm-hmm. but the one main promo i did for that that people seem to remember i went to a spa mm-hmm. and i filmed the whole thing and you know they're giving me a pedicure which they took the calluses off my feet. Which, oh yeah, that was a good idea to take the calluses off your feet before a match match like that because your feet mm-hmm. are extra fucking tender. And I didn't think about that. I just thought about the promo. Mm-hmm. And they painted my toenails uh, uh, fiery red.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you know, I,
1: I filmed the whole thing uh, on like my phone and a GoPro and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and it was actually uh, going full circle. My friend who I went to the drunken carnival with last week. <laughs> it was his idea. My friend Matt Dario. <laughs> And he, he paid for everything, took care of everything. It's like, okay, we both went. We got pedicures. Um, and at the end, he said, you just had to say one thing. And it's at the very end of the promo. It's like an outtake, but it's I, I included it at the end of the promo. Uh, he said he wanted me to ask the woman, and I did. Um, By the way, if I come back after October 31st and I'm missing a toe – and I decide to get another pedicure. Is that less money? Because it's less foot to do.
2: <laughs> and, she,
1: and she just looks at me like, no. Oh, man. And I was like, oh, God. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> and we get the fuck out of there. Um, but that that's in there. You, you can hear the audio. I don't think I got the video. Over there. If we can hear the audio. I got subtitles. <gasps> okay. Um, but yeah. Uh you know, after that match, I became really good friends with Neil Diamond cutter. I call him Paul, Paul and Neil because Aww. he's you now text me, my grandpa, and everything. So
0: yeah, Aww. I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited to see him. Uh, yeah. Ryan, Ryan's in chat. He he goes, "Hey, Transformers rules."
1: Uh. <laughs> yeah, you can go to hell, Brian.
0: Oh, damn. Okay, we're moving on to the next question. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's, we got some uh, fan tweets. Actually, there is a fan tweet. I see your other question in chat, Harry. He goes. Why does Mark Angel suck? (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Are we moving on to another question? It's like one of those. No, (laughs) no, no, no. I'm
1: trying to think of how to word this. Okay. There's always called a Marty Gennetti of the team. Oh, God. And I always thought it was me because I'm the one who's willing to go through the plate glass. But it turns out it was Mark. (laughs) Fuck you! Um, no, um, he, he he does, but uh, he's not that bad of a guy. He just I don't know. He's, he, he always saying to me, he's like, what, "Why the fuck are you doing this stupid shit? You're an idiot for for doing this." I was like, "Eh."
2: <laughs> well,
1: like they um, got me over somehow i don't know how I'm, I'm still trying to figure this shit out myself it's been a weird ever since i had that match with Neo, like people have been like oh you're really good it's like oh no i'm
0: not but thank you
1: <laughs> i always call myself luggage i can be carried
0: Oh, man. His other question goes, I think the most important question is, who could I send a 3D printer shoes to stomp on your feet in a death match, Chandi? Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Harry made these 3D printed shoes. And I told him if they didn't fall apart within, like, three weeks or a month, uh, he could stomp my feet. And then they stayed together. Uh, And I was like, okay, fine. And he was going to fly over here because Harry's from the UK. Yeah, And uh, then covid happened and uh he couldn't fly over so I just have made fun of him ever since.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Cool, cool. Uh let's talk yeah. about I mean there's so many things we can talk about. Uh I mean the, you know you brought up Mickey Knuckles, love her. Uh it is it's it's so cool that we get to see you guys wrestle each other and then we see you in Atlantic City, you get to tag team together with her. So like yeah. like how you know like that's got to be a lot of fun that you work against them and then you get to work with them and like you guys yes. have a great relationship.
1: Super fucking nice. Um, and the funny thing is, uh, you know, usually in a match, you know, you'll call stuff. Uh, all she wants to know is, okay, what's the story? And what do you, what's the finish?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so the only thing we called in that entire fucking match was her giving me the uh, the pump handle slam on the, the forks, which was originally supposed to be an ironing board of toothpicks. But then everyone was, I, after I made it, everyone was like, no, no can't do this so uh okay and uh the water dug back to my head for the finish but yeah she's like that's the first time i ever did that like called almost the entire thing out there with someone mm-hmm. it was fucking really good because mickey's really good yeah. um she beat the man shit out of me but you know really good
0: i love watching which her is funny
1: because right before we got went out she's like uh you know uh we're sitting in the girl position and you know she's talking to me it's like you okay like. Yeah, I'm going to be good. It's like, you'll be fine. Don't worry. It's like, she's trying to calm my nerves because, again, I'm really fucking nervous. She can tell. And she's, like, a really nice person. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, now just don't hurt me. I got babies. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she fucked me up. But, you know.
0: There you have I it.
1: That everything I wanted it to be. And like I said, Mickey is, like, the yeah. nicest fucking person Love ever. Her. Like, I'm so happy that she's, like, so nice, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. She's great. Eric's in the chat. He goes, he's my idol. Aw. See? See you get love. See there's some people and then and then we got Ryan. He goes from the future in quotation he says.
1: <laughs> oh, Ryan Redfield. Yeah. <laughs> I call that I call that kid uh, the terminator. You know why? Because or no, I call him the exorcist because he hits people so hard he removes their soul.
0: <laughs> you know he That's told why I call me him that. The exorcist. <laughs> he told me that
1: story. <laughs> Legitimately, I've been calling him the exorcist for like a year now and he do, and, and he's just like oh, okay. And I won't stop doing it because I think it's funny. <laughs> and the angrier he gets, the more I think it's funny.
0: <laughs> he told me that story. That's pretty funny. Uh, let me go on to some other stuff. I'm
1: gonna end up on the bumper of somebody's car, you know, going into the fucking woods one day, and I'm never gonna come back.
0: Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Good Cop Bad Cop wanted me to. Hear me, actual question with a ridiculously over the top French uh, French accent. I can't do that. I love you, good cop, bad cop. I'm sorry. You got to come up with your anagrams for these wrestlers, but I cannot do a French accent. Wee oui, wee. Oui. That's it. That's all you're going to get out of it. Uh, <laughs> <French>. <laughs> I, don't, I took French for like two years and I don't remember anything. And I just remember that yes is wee. That's it. Like, Kyle from Oli Podcast, you got to like help me out here with your, your, um, your French, for for real. This is random, but
1: speaking of <laughs> uh, classes we took in school, uh, the first time I ever saw Romeo and Juliet mm-hmm. was the Leonardo DiCaprio version that came out in, like, 95, 96. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I, re- I remember, <laughs> I remember uh, watching it in my freshman year of high school um, uh, English class. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they wanted to get the dialect and all this stuff. And I I remember I got points off of my paper I wrote about it because I mostly focused on how the fact that uh, there was a gas station explosion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Which, first of all, that is the best version of Romeo and Juliet because it's the only one where a gas station blows the fuck up. Um, (laughs)
2: little
1: known trivia, me and Schlack actually went to the same Catholic high school. Oh, shit. (laughs) He he was a couple of years before me, but Mm -hmm. I was like, oh,
0: well there you
1: okay. go <laughs> okay so roster catholic
0: <laughs> i got a question that was anonymous so i was
1: let's see what the fuck this is
0: okay they said they... <laughs> okay so i was told to ask <sighs> you to recap what was supposed to be the hardcore match of the century built for a wrestling promotion in PA that never happened hint it started with agreeing to get hit with a stop sign
1: what I, I don't remember that <laughs> that is vague as fuck I don't remember that I barely remember what I did at the fair see how we keep coming back <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't I what what <laughs> <laughs> i legitimately don't remember that no uh i was supposed to wrestle g raver uh like two years before i actually did and then he got a spot at tod and the promoter who I actually really likes. so i'm not trying to shit on the promoter was like yeah he's going to be doing that stuff more often yada, yada. So, okay whatever okay <laughs> but yeah uh anonymous person i anonymously have no clue what you're fucking talking about <laughs> but hear me out hear me out hear me out uh, I'm probably just not remembering because it sounds vaguely familiar, but I just it's it's just escaped me, you know. Right, Bobby we'll Barkley go. has you know, injured my brain cells.
0: Alright, well they have so. a boat they have a bonus question for you.
1: <laughs> oh, it should be good. Yeah. <laughs> now watch, I just offended somebody like very Mary- close. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so
0: I, I'm very confused with this question. I'm going to read it exactly how it was written, okay?
2: Uh, they right.
0: said, uh, his, yeah. his most fond memory of the world known, world traveled, undeniably known everywhere he went, godlike, wheeling and dealing, trophy-stealing man known simply as Mr. Saturday Night. Oh my
1: God! <laughs> I love Mr. Saturday Night! Listen, he is the king of the independents, okay? <laughs> mr saturday night let me tell you something um he is mr independent uh you got mr monday through friday whatever mr sunday night bullshit there's only one mr Saturday. he's probably on cocaine right now no, actually, probably, i've never met him
2: <laughs> that's
1: a horrible thing to say sorry sir you have a coke habit um i drink pepsi uh, but no, there is one legend, Mr. Saturday Night Night, and uh, he will forever be the king of the Indies. Reckless Youth ain't got shit on Mr. Saturday Night <laughs> And I can't pronounce the word Saturday. I said day.
0: I'm dead. <laughs> you popped so hard.
1: Oh my god! The only person I would pop more if you talk if we talked about is Rick fucking Blade. <laughs> oh my god! There was a video on Daily Motion called "The Best of Rick Fucking Botch" with all of his fuck ups that I could find, and I made that when I was like sixteen. Rick Blade, who was a super fucking nice guy, <laughs> um, so I was just being an asshole. But he he's someone who I grew up watching in CCW. Yes, we're talking about Rick Blade now. Uh, not in Hustle Cup, October 29th. Um, And he's a guy that, like, you know, of the era, you would just care, like, it's like, you know, Sabu was super big then and all this stuff, so, uh, you know, you had a group of guys that were trying to do a bunch of stuff and would only hit it, like, 50 to maybe 60% of the time. Mm -hmm. Rick Blade was one of those people. And the thing is, if you guys don't know who rick blade is there is a clip of him several clips um of him knocking himself unconscious doing 450 splashes god bless rick blade um and there's one where he set up Trent asset uh on a truck and he cli- or on a table and he climbs up this giant rider truck and he does a uh, senton bomb off and completely
0: misses the fucking oh my table. god
1: and it's amazing. That was the first C Z W show I ever went to, so that le- left an impression on me.
0: Oh shit.
1: <laughs> oh my god. It is fucking incredible. I, you know my favorite wrestler. I have two favorite wrestlers, Super Dragon and Rick fucking blade. And that's it.
0: There Everybody
1: know. else can go straight to hell.
0: Damn. The salt. By the way, Neil Diamond Cutter is in the chat. He's told you to watch yeah. him out. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it. When
1: you talk about Rick Blade, you know, you gotta,
0: (laughs) it's real excitable shit
1: oh my God. if you feel like
0: doing moves i, I don't know how to and land it on my head <laughs> uh, i want to go back a little bit because it just like it wasn't part of my questions but it just like made me remember planning oh, asked me about super
1: dragon and rick blade okay. no
0: i was gonna <laughs> ask you about your match with raver and then like the balloon being stapled to your head and be- between all the action that was going on the shopping cart in front of me but i think it was funny when, when you got the the happy birthday balloon that was like left over from the day before or something
1: <laughs> that was the second time I'd done that. Uh The first time I did that, I I wrestled Mark Angel in a staple gun match. And he stapled to my head. But the only problem was it was like a a, a very like kind of low-key show mm-hmm. at the building. It was a really good show, but it was like a low-key show. It wasn't live or anything before H2O uh, started going live. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I want to do that again See see if people will make cool GIFs about it and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I did that, and uh, the problem, which I have the worst luck with 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 staples in my head, um, because they always seem to turn and get stuck, and then pull, and I can't get them out, and they hurt so fucking bad. Um, So uh, you'll notice a couple times uh, I'm trying to pull the staple out, and it's just not coming. Oh my god! Which is why I always have to string them the other way through. (laughs) And I look like some jackass because instead of just ripping this thing out like a man, I'm like, oh, hold on, <laughs> let me finish doing this.
0: I think, um, I, I think I caught that on my camera. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it happened in the other match, too. Uh, I, I'm wrestling Mark Angel. And I'm trying to get in the ring. I got these staples attached, or these balloons attached to my head. We're fighting all that. So I try to get in the ring, and I start going in, and it's like, oh, these things just caught on the rope and tugged on my forehead skin. And it really hurts. So hold on. Give me a second. I got it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, we got some good questions in the chat. Oh, man. Okay, okay. I got you guys. not like-
1: Rick Mr. Saturday Night, that's all. I- <laughs>
0: <laughs> he woke up. That was it. Mr. Saturday. He, night. he woke up. Okay, so let me go back over here. Chuck Payne's in the chat. What's up? He oh, goes, explain how we no longer have ring steps at H2O.
1: Oh, yeah. Chuck Payne threw, me, uh, <laughs> threw him, um, <laughs> which sucks, because there's, there's like, they were flimsy, but they were, like, really nice, and then uh, he beat my ass for 19 minutes. I think I hit two moves on him. But it's, like, one of my favorite matches. Chuck Payne has almost killed me multiple times. Uh, (laughs) One of my favorite... uh, There is a list of things that I've asked Chuck to do to me Mm -hmm. that um, he has flat-out refused, because he said, no, that'll kill you. Like, oh, okay, whatever. Uh, Least of which, he refuses to love me, which gets me right here. Uh, Okay, that was a bad joke. Fuck off. Uh, But uh, I wanted him... They had these, like, uh, pools... uh, This weird thing, it's like um, this big plastic thing. It's like hollowed out. I think you put him in in like a pool or something.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And I want him to throw me inside these hollowed out steps. Not the ones he eventually did put me through. Like these big plastic hollowed out steps. Lifted up because we were going back and forth what the match would be. And at one point it was supposed to be maybe talked about being Chuck, Payne, and Schlack versus me and Mark Angel. But then it turned out just being me and um, me and uh versus chuck right well at one point i wanted them to put me in the steps both of them lifted up because they're both big guys and then throw the steps on the outside to see what would happen and uh chuck was like no you, you'll fucking die to do that <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> oh, you'll fucking die to do that then you know i'm afraid of heights I'll, I'll get thrown off of stuff but you know i'm afraid of it uh but then chuck throws me off a giant fucking ladder and like yeah that, w- that wasn't pleasant <laughs> Oh man! Plus side, Mark Angel came with the light tube that I wasn't expecting. Like I, I, I I'm just you know you standing be right there and all of a sudden, Marcos, boom! And all of a sudden, glass flies past my head. I'm like, what the? Fu- oh, that's right, Mark. Mark. <laughs> I almost got killed and blinded at the same time. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Okay. Good cop. An angel. Terrible person. But Chuck's <laughs> almost legally killed me more times than I can count. And a couple times illegally.
0: He said he loves you. Uh, good cop. Bad cop says about two minutes behind. So with Lion being an anagram of only. Has Jimmy seen the 2019 sci-fi film. Uh, sci-film only. And what is his favorite sci-fi. Uh, sci-film of all time.
1: You mean sci-fi movie. Uh, cause if it's, if it's sci-fi movie, I don't really, uh, there's one that was like, uh, 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 what's that called again? Like, um, you know, uh, Jersey shore shark attack or something like that, where they had these knockoffs of all the people from the Jersey shore, you know, like fist pumping and everything with like that <laughs> thing. And they're all like fighting sharks and everything like that. It's fucking excellent. Oh my Um, God. um, and there, there's a bunch of stuff like that, but my <laughs> i have not seen the uh film only uh one of my favorite sci-fi movies which does count because it's sci-fi but it's one of my favorite movies in general is john carpenter's the thing it's so fucking good the special effects on that all practical are so good that it almost drove rob uh to have a fucking nervous breakdown so you know when the special effects are so good and there's so much work put into them that it makes the special effects supervisor have a breakdown like that's something special but yeah. that is one of my favorite fucking movies of all time that's and awesome. i haven't watched it in forever and i have to watch it that and ginger snaps which that's, is good
0: that's awesome so. now i gotta watch it he says that sounds better than sharknado um and his oh, other- sharknado
1: shit fuck off you know, like, <laughs> uh, Listen, listen 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 what's his name whatever it doesn't matter uh, you're, you're a nice person i'm just you know hopped up on caffeine and i got a cat resting right next to me right now um yeah, Sharknado shit, whatever. Oh yeah, oh Sharknado three, whatever. Stop giving Terry Reed a fucking career.
0: <laughs> uh, hi, 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 David Russell. Um, his other good cop back up. other question goes: Have you wrestled Eddie only?
1: Uh, Eddie only. Which one of four is is
0: Oh wait, no, I know Eddie only. <laughs> I'm trying to think.
1: There's like nine of them. It's like the fucking NWO, you know. That's like something like, have you ever wrestled, you know, Vincent or Virgil or Shane? Which Thank God they stopped that little joke because they were going to call him Stephanie. Um, But Eddie only. He's the one with the cigarettes and the mustaches, now the beard, and then we've seen the hairline for, like, manliness and and all that stuff. And he, 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 yeah, okay, that's Eddie only. No, I haven't. Next question. Oh God! Uh, no, no, I haven't, but I would really like to. Uh, uh,
0: Brandon's in the chat. He goes, what's up, Jimmy? Uh, uh, answering that question. <laughs> you guys um, are nuts. All right. <laughs> uh,
1: but no, Eddie only. Uh, I have not wrestled Eddie only. Um, but I, I became a huge fan of Eddie only when Matt wrestled him at mm-hmm. No Holds Barred and his last No Holds Barred match before the, mm-hmm. the retirement match last year. And, uh, you know, everyone's murdering each other with light tubes and doing all this stuff. And... My favorite spot the entire night uh and biggest pop is one eddie only is just selling a, a like a rick Rude style atomic drop and he's like waving his arms and all that shit like oh that, that's fucking tremendous i love that so
0: oh man that was that was great okay so let's look a little bit about um h2o and and things oh that that's off. right i wrestle <laughs> Well, I was going to talk about the fact that, well, two things. I mean, we're going to go into your artwork because I want to definitely talk about, like, your inspirations with your artwork. And I also want to talk about the fact that, you know, I'm sure if people go to the shows, they see Chandos with the camera. He's either filming a lot of stuff for Undiscovered or you're taking photos for it. You know why?
1: Because ain't nobody else there to do it. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Well, there you have it. So, if that's that. Okay, so let's talk about a little bit of the artwork, which is cool. Because if you go to the shows, you'll see Chando's out there. He's selling his artwork. You know, I'm sure uh, if you DM him, you can buy artwork for him, too. So, give a little feedback. You know, how you come up with this. And, okay.
1: <laughs> it's so patchy. Uh,
0: Jesus. <laughs> I
1: mean, like, if I, like, apply HGH, a human growth hormone to this and this, like, will I become a man? Like, because it? It's not working.
0: Like,
1: <laughs> I, I need that stuff that they, like, you know, one of my favorite things, one of my friends said, um, I think it was my friend Dario. Uh, he said, you know, Dan Severn looks like Freddie Mercury on HGH. I was like, that's fucking tremendous.
0: <laughs> okay. Sorry, what was your question? <laughs> I was going to, I want to know about your artwork. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do it.
1: I fell, doing... co- I fell out of art I fell out of art classes at community college because I had some uh, jackass, bald headed, very like avant garde. Like, no, like art, art is my life, mm-hmm. and you know, like all those like mm, I love art kind of shit. It's Like, okay, well I'm gonna go over here and you know, draw mm-hmm. something. I don't know. Uh, but I had a very big asshole professor named Blake, uh, <laughs> which it's it's the uh, pretentious name. I'm Blake. Um. <laughs> And uh, it, it, I love comic books,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, grew up loving comic books. My favorite comic book artist is Bernie Wrightson, who uh, actually I got into him uh, as an artist specifically, like very cognitive that, OK, this guy is an artist and I want to look at more of his stuff, not from his comic book work, but from one of my favorite, you know, uh, uh, favorite uh, novels or books, uh, Cycle of the Werewolf by Stephen King. He does all the werewolf illustrations. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, like, oh, I've been reading him for years, you know, with Swamp Thing and everything. He is one of my all-time favorite artists, um, uh, and he died a couple years ago, and I really, really wanted to get an original piece, but they were expensive before he died, and now since he died, it's like, oh, this is $10,000 for a doodle. It's like, fuck. <laughs> um, uh, and also the other uh, artist I'm really uh, into is the original artist for The Walking Dead, but more par- importantly, the original artist for Battle Pope, mm-hmm. which is my favorite comic book of all time, Battle Pope, um, and The Incredible Hulk. Uh, Tony Moore, he- he's so fucking good. Really, really, really insanely good. You know?
0: mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. So if yeah. people want to buy yeah, that's your... that's a
1: rambling answer. Try and pick the question out of that. So, shit, so... Like
0: you 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 sell your artwork, okay? What about for the people that don't come to the shows? Um, at walking well, shit out of luck. Oh right? damn! Like <laughs>
1: yeah. oh god, I look like mittens. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a knock on them either. That motherfucker sells more T-shirts than I do. So
0: oh my, I, I'm dead. All right, let me... <laughs> I,
1: I, Only because, like I said, like I, I you know some people, you know, like oh well why is he selling t-shirts like motherfucker why aren't you selling more t-shirts than him if he's just a fan like he sells more t-shirts than i do you know so
0: oh man uh, we got more questions Yeah, i, look in like the...
1: men, right? I got a very big mittens vibes right now
0: oh we got more questions to chat uh harry says i really want to know who else is in chando's family we'll see wrestle next i feel like there's a distant relative yet to come to a show near you
1: yes check Gatorman. he is um he's a gator wrangler from florida <laughs> Okay. um the next question is from Brandon he goes but he's currently uh missing from tax evasion
0: oh well then there you have it that's a way to kill the vibe uh but Brandon's yeah, said- yeah, yeah yeah you're going to federal prison fucker uh, Brandon said who's your favorite opponent and who's your least favorite opponent
1: my least favorite opponent um eh the guy's never gonna see it so fuck it uh my least favorite opponent, well, eh, still, he's friends with someone that I'm friends with. So, I, I won't say his name. But, that that uh, guy. <laughs> yes, this guy.
0: Yeah, that uh, guy.
1: I am not a, I, believe it or not, I'm not a t- tough guy at all. Like, I will get in fights with friends, uh, mm-hmm. you know, fights for friends and, you know, back up my friends and everything like that. But mostly my job getting in fights is distracting the other people while they're beating the shit out of me so my friends can, can kick him in the face. Uh, I'm not very good at fighting, but there's been... Three times, four times. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, there's been a bunch of times. I think I'm an asshole. Like five or six times that I've uh, shot on an opponent and been like, okay, you need to, boom, like, chill the fuck out. And I've punched them as hard as I could in the fucking face and they chilled out. Um, one of them, three times in a row, I wrestled this guy three months in a row. And each time I wrestled him, uh, he was. The first time I wrestled him, he was. Really, Took something. I don't know what he took. Uh, a little bit more than just, you know, smoking weed. Like, he wasn't all there. And he got me in the nose three times. And I was already mad that he had, uh, you know, he was getting in the ring fucked up. Uh, so I just, you know, and I got video of it. I think I posted it a little bit ago to where, like, he boops me in the nose and I just grab him by the head and I just punch him as hard as i can then i dump him on his head oh, this happened three months in a row oh wow <laughs> until eventually i would like to the promoter like okay i can't, I'm, not, I'm not doing this anymore i'm sorry yeah. no i'm not doing this um so yeah uh also uh i've pretty much anybody that i've wrestled that was fucked up and that's only happened like twice or with two different with two people and i'm not gonna name names Yeah. You know? But uh, you fine. should not be wrestling fucked up, yeah. and you should definitely not be doing death matches. Yeah, completely slurring, stumbling around, fucked up, and I'll it's dangerous. It it's you can say it's disrespectful
0: and it's dangerous. The
1: respect is well, the, the respect thing is one thing, but yeah. even more important, like you said, it's dangerous for me. It's dangerous for yourself. Right. But it, it just shows that I don't give a fuck about anything. Like it, you know. Like I said, I've only wrestled. Two different people that were slurring fucked up, and the second person was actually like stumbling around, like he could barely stand up straight, fucked up. Yeah. And that is a person that I won't be wrestling again. Um, no one's going to ask me to. Uh, but that is the biggest way for me to lose respect for somebody if they show up for a match and they can barely keep themselves up and then they go out there. Yeah. You know? Uh, it, because I. If it somehow gets past the point of talking to the promoter, the promoter's like, yeah, yeah, we're still going to send them out there. Then I'm mm-hmm. just going to yeah. do something. But I, I'm not. it's not a situation. I'm 34 years old. I don't, as a human being, I don't have to put myself in that situation yeah. anymore. And that's nah. dog shit. Nobody should be, nobody should put in. And if somebody position. wants to, like, smoke a little weed before a match, like, a lot of people do that. I don't because, like, I... I found out, like, I have anxiety, but I can't smoke weed because I got asthma, <laughs> okay. um, and I, believe it or not, I don't drink before my matches, um, though I did one time this past, and it was this past year, and there was a reason, and I'll get into it real quick, but uh, if you're going to go out there completely fucked up, like, just,
2: yeah,
1: uh, to don't. quote somebody from my youth when I was growing up, burn your fucking boots, you know, Yeah. or get yourself some fucking help first but you shouldn't be wrestling. Uh, Oh, and my favorite opponents, uh, uh, there's a bunch of them. Uh, Neil, I've only wrestled Neil once. Like, the first time we wrestled was that barefoot thumbtack match, and I've only wrestled him once, but he's like one of my favorite people. Uh, I've wrestled Tremont like a dozen times. He's one of my favorite. Mickey is a, I will wrestle her fucking any place, anywhere, anytime. Like, super fucking nice. Yeah. Uh, um, Alex is fucking terrifying. But, you know, I, I could wrestle him all day. Cannonball like, really fucking good. Ravers really good. Like, yeah. I, I'm i lucky enough to be, like, around and friends with all these people that are really fucking good. Yeah. So I haven't had too many bad experiences, you know. That's good.
0: That's
1: good. Which, which is a good thing, you know.
0: That's good.
1: That happened to be my friends, but also happened to be very good.
0: <laughs> That's good.
1: So, real quick, I know I'm rambling, and I always ramble. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry the one time I was a little drunk in a match and there was a reason mm-hmm. it was at Subterranean <laughs> violence nine. I wrestled Devin Moore. Hear me out. <laughs> um, and it wasn't anything Devin wasn't aware of. And the second, I, okay. So originally that match was supposed to be a four way. Uh, it was talked about, it was supposed to be a four way drunken death match. Right. Um, it was supposed to be me versus Devin Moore versus uh Connor Claxton versus lowlife Louie okay Louie okay. Louie had gotten hurt at the show before and couldn't uh, couldn't take part in the match. and Connor had like I don't know if he dislocated he did something to his arm where he he couldn't do it so it was just down to me and Devin Moore uh, so Devin Moore is uh I, I couldn't find him for a lot of the day uh because you know he was doing his thing I was doing my thing um, and that was the nighttime show well in the meantime I was like I'm thinking okay we're still gonna have this drunken death match'm not gonna get completely slurred speech obliterated drunk but I'm gonna get tipsy mm-hmm. so because I'm supposed to and I started drinking I had like an, a one and a half mad dogs and I was like okay I'm fucked up uh, and and I go to find devin and he's like oh we're not doing a drunken death match anymore It's like say what now <laughs> and uh he tells me he's like yeah 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 it's just gonna be you and me it's like Oh, I've been drinking. Like, is that okay? It's like, how, how fucked up are you? It's like, I mean, I'm a little fucked up. He's like, it's okay. We'll be fine. <laughs> so we call this match. And it was a really good match, you know? Um, Devin Moore's so good, he was able to have a match with a half-drunk mate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Yeah. Okay. But I also, I also didn't realize that um, <laughs> because I was drinking, uh, I was drinking so much. Yeah. Or, or,
0: no to that. yeah,
1: in that match, we're like, oh, I'm drunk. Like, no, I'm legitimately fucked up
0: drunk. Oh, God. Um, but you know, <laughs> damn.
1: This is also why I'm like missing sentons onto the floor and shit like that. <laughs> but it, I was supposed to be drunk, and then the match got changed. But it, it you know. Okay. It
0: happens. <laughs> and right. I
1: never do that again.
0: Yes, don't do that again. Don't do that again. Unless Uh, I get drunk. (laughs) (laughs) So I have one final question for you, and then we'll go into everything else. So, you know, we'll go over what's coming up again with you. So I like to ask everybody this. uh, For all amateur and inspired wrestlers out there, what's a piece of advice that you would give them?
1: Learn to fucking wrestle. (laughs) Uh, No, 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 no. No, it's Uh, true. Especially with death matches. A lot of people think that you can just go in there and like, yeah, I'm just going to swing like this. Man, I just want to fucking bleed. Cool. I don't care. Yeah. Learn to wrestle first. Yeah. Um, get your basics down as much as you possibly can. And uh, because uh, people don't realize with me, like, I've been... My first real death match, well, it's a staple gun match. My first match with blood in it was October 25th, uh, I believe. 2015 was a staple gun match. Me versus connor claxon versus jeff cannonball um, it took me like five years to finally get to that point to be able to do that mm-hmm. uh a lot of people now will start doing death matches or think that they can just get into wrestling and start doing death matches and yeah. like listen you gotta the best death match wrestlers i've ever wrestled and I'm not one of them. I'm not a. I, I'm not calling myself one of the best deathmatch wrestlers, but I'm friends with a lot of the best deathmatch right. wrestlers. I've been in the ring with a lot of the best deathmatch wrestlers, and I've been in the ring with some of the not so great deathmatch wrestlers. And the ones that I will wrestle any time of day, day or night, and are the safest, and I've had the best yeah. matches with, are the ones who you could take away all the weapons, and you know they yeah. You can do whatever with. Learn to actually fucking wrestle.
2: Yeah.
1: And second. Like, a lot of people these days, like, how do I word this? A lot of people these days, like, expect everything kind of instantly. Have patience. Because patience, trust me, it it took me, like, 10 years for people to kind of, and people have noticed me before that, but for people to, like, really start noticing me, kind of, uh, was, like, a lot of things changed after I wrestled Neil. And I have the world to thank neil for it and everything that happened after that um and matt Tremont because i wouldn't be shit without that dude trust me he got me got me out of a lot of problems he's one of my best friends um but uh he uh a lot of people get very frustrated and you know all you got to do is have patience you know because it'll happen if you just work hard enough and you know don't be a creep and don't be a scumbag.
0: Yeah. Don't be a creep. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, when speaking out was happening, like in my head, I was like, okay, there's gotta be a lot of motherfuckers that are like very, very scared right now. But I legitimately was like, eh, I'm fine. I was going to sit back and watch the shit show because, uh, I never in my entire life. And I dare anybody to find, I will even dare people try and find, you know, me sending inappropriate messages to people. I've never done that. It's just, like, I can't even fathom the concept of, hey, girl, I know I never met you, but click, here, take a look at this. <laughs> like, why would you do that? Like, you want to, hey, what's your name first? Like, no, don't don't just say, like, hey, dick pic. Like, mm, no. Like, it's true, girl, though. She's yeah. not wrong, though. Yeah, but it's like, to me, like, even, like, in 2011, like, I've been, you know, even before that, I've never done that. Oh, um, yeah. Like, I, I to, And to this day, as I get older, I get that concept less and less. Like, why would you, like, why? No, <laughs> like, why, why no. do you do that? Has yeah. that ever worked where you just send a random girl completely out of your fucking league? Because that's always how it is. They're completely out of their fucking league. You know, uh, uh, a dick pic or something inappropriate. Like, hey, girl, you want to do this? Or, oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. And she was like, say, you're quite the charmer. <laughs> no, you, you look like a Jerk off like shut up stop doing that like that's that's wrong stop <laughs> i've also been lucky to be with the same girl for nine go. years over nine years now so you know so i'm, I'm also very loyal and stuff like that, so that harry of said
0: of he has a ton of inappropriate messages from you he goes wait that was superhuman." <laughs> well,
1: that was harry's fault
0: damn hot mess so but uh so tell everybody i forgot about... the
1: fucking question so no I'm you answered the now, question which, you know don't <laughs> send so. <laughs> don't, don't be a fucking creep be a good person
0: there you go there you freaking go no legitimately when, no. I, when
1: I first got into wrestling uh it was very much instilled with me with, especially with you know two of my original trainers rv1 ricky and uh and johnny calzone who's like still one of my really good friends today yeah like it doesn't matter how and this is for anybody getting into wrestling in general it doesn't matter how good you become or how much potential you have or how good your matches are if you're not a good human being at yeah. the end of it, and, and again, you know, I try as hard as I can. No one's perfect, but, yeah, it, you know, I was always told, if you're not a good human being, it doesn't matter how good of a wrestler you are. It doesn't fucking matter. Be a good human being, because at the end of the day, that's going to be a bigger legacy than any match you fucking have.
0: Yeah. No, that's uh, great advice uh, to everybody. So, speaking of that, tell everybody if they want to give you a follow and all that fun stuff where they can find you. And uh, i your
1: get fucking Senate candles from Walmart. These <laughs> things are great.
0: <laughs> Don't follow him then. <laughs> yeah.
1: oh, just, oh. just send this stuff to the HGO Wrestling Center. I'll pick it up on Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> no, not kidding. I started having uh panic attacks. Uh, I've always been very anxious, but you know, and this goes along with my anxiety with my matches and everything. But uh, my grandma who's okay now, you know, Mm -hmm. she's 93 healthy, you know Takes out her own trash does her own dishes, you know, I try to help, you know, but uh, in January 2009 or February 2019 She was diagnosed with colon cancer and then a couple months later. She you know, she got the radiation I took her every day to her her Treatments and then okay. She was fine. And then a couple months later She ended up in the hospital with blood clots in her lungs and this was the day before TOD. I'm not going to talk about TOD. That's the one thing. What a mess. Um, for everybody that was disappointed in me at TOD, I was just as disappointed as all of you, so don't worry. Um, but she had blood clots in her lungs and then survived that. Then she, later that fall, she uh, had to get part of her intestines rem- oh, removed. Wow. She had to get a colostomy bag. It was just a very rough year. Mm-hmm. Um you know, uh want to get out of bed, I had to go over and rehab her every day and then COVID hit and that's all I did. You know, I mm-hmm. went over I rehabbed my grandmom from like nine AM or to eight A. M. to like, you know, six PM. Mm-hmm. That's all I did for like six months. Wow. Um and uh so uh, as soon as she got that diagnosis of cancer, which again she she doesn't have it, she's she's good now. Um I started like my anxiety got so bad and I started having like my first actual, real, regular panic attacks. and It was terrible. Um, I forgot the fucking question. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, the candles, the candles. I promise it has a happy outcome. Um, so uh, my friend actually uh, came over one time and I was having a really bad panic attack. And she's like, here, I'm going to light this candle. It's going to help. It's going to you know, do all this. It's like, okay, fine. And it really fucking helps. So ever since then, like, you know, I've been rocking out to these senate candles you know
0: so bring bring them uh, some candles and, yeah uh... bring,
1: bring <laughs> me senate candles like legitimately like i fucking love these these ones are all burned out but this one <laughs>
0: bring them some candles
1: yeah. it's burned out like my fucking soul oh but, uh, no i i was never into Santa candles and then uh i started having bad panic attacks and my one friend kate actually uh turned me on to like hey yeah no these actually help it's like oh they do you know
0: there you go so bring them so candles. That in-
1: that and... Uh,
0: Buy well, some merch.
1: Legal Jersey, I guess I can say and it's not very taboo, but uh, I went my entire life with never doing any drug whatsoever, never even smoked a cigarette. Uh, I drank a little, but, you know, but uh, recently for my panic attacks, I started taking like edibles, uh, which literally, I don't do it to get high. I do it so, you know, the world will like open up and not shut in and I could breathe again and, you know, it helps, so... You know, Santa Candles and, and Edibles seem to be helping so
0: Bring him bring some Hopefully stuff. My,
1: I, yeah. I, I buy, his, buy his merch. Mostly the candles, because everything else you bring me, I'll be like, oh, does this have PCP in it? Thank you very much. <laughs> you know? I, I want to be like, oh, Chana, are you okay? You, you ready for this death match? I'm on fucking angel dust, motherfucker, let's do it! Like, no, you don't want a motherfucker on angel dust with, with, with light tubes.
0: <laughs> well,
1: if you want to get Santa Candles will help. <laughs>
0: if you want to give him a follow his links are in the description below his link to his merch is also listed below in the description (laughs) he's like thinking about it so um but yeah definitely again guys go like check out the the
1: weekend. i won't be rude if you give me angel dust i just will very politely put it somewhere in the (laughs) woods for a chipmunk (laughs) to lose its fucking mind oh my god squirrel hut
0: Wow. Well, yeah. So about that, I can't, I can't go support John
1: Oh, God. Imagine if a fucking bear got some angel dust. Have you ever heard of Pablo Escobar? <laughs> no, no. Schlack was telling me about this. We were filming it. it we, Me and Tremont have filmed like like four or five documentaries that we'll never see the light of day because I'm just terrible at putting them together. And I have all this footage. Uh, a whole, whole van load of people were headed up to North Carolina one of the unholy warfare shows. I was filming the whole thing, uh, <laughs> documenting the whole thing, and Schlack's in the van. Schlack mm-hmm. is telling us a story about uh, this bear. So in the 80s and 70s, uh, they used to just drop cocaine from from airplanes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that would be the pickup thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still do it nowadays, but, you know, that, this that's the basis of the story. They dropped cocaine. Maybe they were, you know, being followed or something like that by an, an FDA agent. Or whatever. They, they dropped the cocaine up tons of cocaine like like a thousand pounds worth of cocaine into the fucking woods and a bear found the fucking cocaine and this is true apparently and he ate the fucking cocaine so (laughs) and for like 45 minutes my god he was insane on cocaine and then schlack put it for 45 minutes he was the most dangerous animal God had ever created Oh
2: my God!
1: until this bear overdosed on cocaine and fucking died. And now if you go to, uh, I forget where it is, like Michigan or Tennessee or something like that, um, <laughs> like some Midwest town, they had this bear who they all topped it in the town, you know, brought it back and they stuffed it. And it's known as Pablo Escobar. Oh my god. Because it is the cocaine bear and it is fucking fantastic. Look up the story. Well the most dangerous bear ever. Now. I'm gonna fight a bear in memory of Tracy Smothers, <laughs> and that bear is gonna be high on angel dust. and, and I'm uh, just gonna be like, listen.
0: Now I'm getting canceled. Uh, so I'm that's beat m- it with,
1: with a <laughs> god, That's Tracy Smithers. That's
0: uh that's my last interview. I'm probably gonna get cancelled now. <laughs> Um, yeah. Nothing wrong with you and Bear a little bit of PCP. Oh, What's Jesus wrong with you? Jesus Christ. Anyway. Yeah. Well, with that being said. Gave that bear mescaline. Oh Let's see God. what
1: happens. This will be an interesting day in the zoo. Oh, my God. It's a petting zoo. So, you I... just gave that to a goat. Well, it's a fucking bear now. Wait till you see what I gave it. Oh, Jesus. But. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. going to go to the lizard house with weed. Well, good luck on the tournament. Which really happened not me but uh never mind <laughs> okay story from my high school we got kicked out of the philadelphia so. yeah so this is why Luther catholic is never allowed back we'll, we'll talk about it all right
0: bit. so but anyway thank you for hanging out with us and chatting with us we wish you the best luck at the, the Matt Tremont death tournament and all that so we'll bring we
1: send a candle so once i get it bring light, like, bring him some I in the corner <laughs>
0: bring up some scented And Enya
1: CDs. Remember that CD, Pure Moods? It used to come on at like two in the morning. It was great. Do you, do you remember that fucking CD? I it, it was great. It was like, Ah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hoo, yeah. Oh, God. And, and then because they ran out of songs, it's like, we also have the X-Files theme. It's like, why the fuck do you have the X-Files theme on that? Tubular bells. theme, And then front of the season it says, theme from The Exorcist. Which, I've listened to Pure Moods. There's two Pure Moods. Pure Moods, one and two. Oh, um, with Enya. Um, but I listened to that. And I was like, okay, this is what that commercial is all about. The, uh, the theme from The Exorcist is like 30 fucking minutes long. Oh my God. It's a rough one. So, uh, thank you for joining us today. <laughs> Bringing <the> Senate candles. <laughs> uh, my computer's on my belly, which is why I've been shaking the entire time. And, uh...
0: Um, I don't even know if I should ask this question because somebody just came into the chat. And I feel like if this is a bad story, Chando, no, then we're not going to talk about it and we're just going to end the podcast because I'm kind of afraid to ask this to read this question right now but I feel like there's a story behind it so if it's bad do not answer it's okay Okay. so HP's in the chat he goes hi I just got in late did you get to talk about Chrissy ejecting him from the H2O arena for streaking did you streak <laughs> no I never streaked I never streaked
1: <laughs> I have no ass do you think I'm gonna streak no legitimately I love my, uh, I love Natal, my, my very special lady. Uh, but even she will wake up in the morning, stare at me lovingly, and say, "Hello, no ass." Have you ever seen Hank Hill, and his like narrow ass? That's exactly what I got. Like, and, and no, I'm dead serious. I have like a negative dunk. Like, I I have no junk in the trunk. I, I got nothing. I got one of those compact beetle cars. There is no trunk. Um, which if you can tell, I have no ass. If you watch. Any of my matches, and I'm wearing not my wrestling singlet, which I've only got a chance to wear like three times this year because I've done death matches all the other times. Oh
2: my god! My um, face but hurts. my
1: camo shorts, which I've had since 2014, are constantly slipping <laughs> past my waist, and you'll notice that because my back goes from because my body goes from <laughs> lower back to upper thigh, there is no ass.
0: So like I have
1: the flattest ass. Um, on God and i know exactly
0: who it is that's typing it in the chat that's the funny thing they I go either, he but... goes he undressed after performing a guitar solo for a sean henderson show january of 2020 oh i was wearing clothes i was
1: wearing I, I was wearing stan styles very tiny singlet which i, I wear sometimes
0: it's oh
1: my <laughs> Wait, remember this
0: Oh no 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 music no music
1: no music no music you're gonna be <laughs> <laughs> imagine a world of never-ending relaxation pure <laughs> food and then it goes like oh I love that stuff oh my I god I I don't know who who sent three ninety three payments of nine ninety five to that fucking number but.
0: Oh my you know? god! I can't.
1: So oh, this, this is tremendous.
0: Don't play it. Okay, we're gonna end the stream. It's a return to innocence we're going, by
1: Enigma.
0: We're going to end the stream. So thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thank you, Chando. Willers in a motherfucking suit and a bear high on coke.